right. We have a very special guest tonight, Aramis Knight, uh, young buck, probably the youngest person we've had. You and Jonathan, probably the youngest yeah. guys we've had on the pod so far. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Aramis. Uh from Los Angeles, born in Woodland Hills, um, still here. Represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've lived in you know a few different places, but most of my life I've been in California. Wow. Yeah. And you're an actor, that's right. I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an actor. Uh, started when I was five. That's actually how Jonathan and I met. Um, really? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. We met when we were. Oh, it's been like it's it's been like 15 years or something now since we've known each other. Um, yeah, it's always it's always kind of been my thing. You know, it started out as like a, a mommy and me kind of thing. <laughs> Which was good and bad. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time I was like 15, 16, I was like, oh, shit, like school is not really a priority for me. So like I better go hard. And I was on a show. So um, it worked out well for me. What yeah. show did you meet Jonathan on? Uh, we didn't work together. I think we just met at, at auditions. Was it at castings or auditions yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that? Uh, when we were very young. We might have worked together once or twice as kids on like a commercial or something. Um, and how did you get into acting? Did your parent or your My parents? mom, yeah, yeah. I was five. So like I didn't, I didn't even really know what was going on. Uh, but my mom's a real estate agent. So she was representing this lady uh, named Nancy Chavez, who I actually think she passed away recently. So rest in peace, Nancy Chavez. But um. Hmm. She had a boutique agency and she thought I was like a really cute kid. So she was like, you should bring him in. I'll sign him. Uh, I booked like the first couple of things I went on. It was like a pilot. Like I was on Boston Legal. I don't know if you guys remember that. I show. do remember yeah. that show. And then another okay. show with um, Tay Diggs called Daybreak. That was the first three things I did. Back to back to back. First three auditions. So me and my mom were like, oh, this shit's easy. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, I'm about to run this up. So then <laughs> I ended up I ended up moving to Osbrink, which is like um, one of the more prominent teen agencies. I was with them until I was 18. Um, worked a, a shit ton with them. And then I, I moved on to Gersh from there. And now I'm with Gersh. Cool. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to start. Uh, obviously, we talk a lot about dating and relationships. Um, so we don't get a lot of perspectives from people your age. So yeah. what is the dating world like? now as a 23 year old yeah you know we're coming um, from early adapters of dating apps and, and you know totally. we, we hear about our, our parents generation of like more traditional stuff so what is, what is it like now so i personally am not on any dating apps like i did raya for a while um like i did like uh hinge for a minute um but over time i started to realize like i just wasn't like finding the connections that i really wanted um I would say that as an actor, you're you not necessarily forced, but a lot of times you're encouraged to grow up really fast. And I remember like my first relationship, I lost my virginity when I was 14. Mm. I was really young and Real I was I was not yeah. ready at all. I'm like, um, I was always dating someone until I was like 18, 19, like just constantly searching for like that companionship, you know? Mm. Um, and I think just in the last few years, um, cause I've been single for the last like year and a half, two years now. Um, I've really started to focus on like personal companionship. Um, and I think that's been a big theme for me, um, as you know, 22, 23 year old, still very young, but like getting into a time where I'm really trying to build like more meaningful relationships and not just something that's like like seeking instant gratification of like just having someone there, you know? Mm, well, like you said, companionship, because acting is quite a solitary, sometimes lonely career. Even totally. though you have all these people around you, it's really just you doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all of my relationships ended while I was overseas too, which is, which is pretty jobs. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Every single and were, I was going to ask you, was there a pattern with who you were dating? Like were, were they also in the industry? <clears throat> or? Yeah, some of them. Um, yeah, I definitely dated a few actresses. Um some were good, some were bad. It's kind of friends. As with humans or as actors? Oh, uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> 
um, uh, no, I mean, most of them were good humans. I would say that the actresses I dated were definitely good humans. Um, just, you know, not compatible. And like, although I, I don't think like, I think after I, I dated the last actress, I was like, oh, I'm never going to date an actress again. But then I realized like, no, I just think her and I were not compatible. I don't, I don't think it has to do with her being an actress. Like, cause chances are like, where am I really going to meet someone? You yeah. know, it's like in LA, someone is connected. Any, everybody is connected to the entertainment industry yeah. one way or another, whether they're a singer or, you know, um, I mean, now the, the influencer is kind of like the, you know, the cancer of Los Angeles. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why, and, why and, and, that? Well, I just think that, so like, I am definitely of um, the last generation who still had a concept of like analog activities, you mm -hmm. know, like I had toys when I was a kid, like, um, you played outside. Yeah. I played yeah. outside. I ran yeah. around like I, I did. Yeah. Right. I, and I was like the last generation of that, you know, cause the iPhone came out in what, like 2007 or something. So I was take, like, yeah, yeah I was like eight, nine years old by that point. And, and that was like before the iPhone was even a huge thing, you know? Um, but now I, I, I think that the lines between an artist and an influencer are just really blurred, you know? Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, I don't feel that I've ever really been asked to be an influencer, um, which I like. Uh, it's never been something like really in my nature. Um, and I definitely started in the industry when that wasn't a question at all. You know, it was like your resume was everything. Now it's like, you know, your resume is just as important as your following. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why we get, I think, a lot of bad movies and bad projects because totally. you see, like, they just throw a bunch of influencers into a movie. Yeah. And hope now, that do you think it, that'll be readjusted, though? Just uh, like we say in quality, right? I, I, I agree, too. Seeing, like, a real artist do something, like a model or an mm -hmm. actor versus chucking in some influencer, I'd rather see the real art being done. Do you see, like, that maybe turning? I think, I don't think it will ever turn because I, I think, like, um, you know, before like an influencer or someone, you know, so many people have a million followers now, you know, it's right. like you could meet someone you've never heard of before. Real or fake. Because yeah. a lot of people even fake it all. Yeah. 100%, 100%. But it's hard to tell sometimes, exactly, you know, yeah. like, I mean, they say Kim K bought followers, right? Which is like, so I feel we, like all of them have Yeah, had. we, they we must have, right? We started like digging into a lot of the following because we hire a lot of influencers to work with us, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's a complete fail and digging into it a lot more. I think what you do is you have half a real following and then you buy the next half. So yeah. if you have a million real, you'll have two million, a million will be fake. So totally. maybe like Kim K's got 200 million real, 200 million fake. I think totally. that's what we heard. It's and that makes a mind-boggling number as well, 400, 400 yeah. million yeah. followers. Like it's I think insane. Ronaldo's got the most followers in Does the world. he really? He's up there. I know Selena Gomez is up there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. One of the Kardashian like Five hundred million or something. Or something. Yeah. Interesting. But well, we learned a couple, you learned some tricks along the way and, and, uh, for people that buy fake followers, a lot of times, like, so basically the way the algorithm works is Instagram, when you post something, Instagram pushes it out to like a small percentage of your followers. And depending on how it does with them in terms of engagement, then they'll push it out to either more people or not. So mm. if you have fake followers and you're not that big, you can screw yourself over because like, mm. let's say they push it out to 10% of your followers that are all fake or majority fake. It gets no engagement 
and then you realize like, oh shit, no one else is going to see it. So you can, yeah. you can't hurt yourself. That's, that's, I think that's kind of evil about Instagram. Cause I remember when Instagram first started, it was like feeds were just chronological, right? Whoever yeah. posted, you would see them, you know, now it's like. And the explore page was fun as hell too. Yeah, you could see like right? what other people were doing, who they follow. Totally. Yeah, and even like, the things yeah. that you were posting on there, that. I feel like it was very much more like genuine, authentic, just you being yourself. And now yeah. I think because things are so curated because people are using it as a legitimate business to mm -hmm. be able to like earn money. Yeah. It's just become such a curated have you, space. Have yeah. you ever gone back? to like your first few posts. Yeah. I did that the other night. Well, wow. mine aren't up there anymore because I revamped it all, but. Same, same. I did that recently. I like deleted a bunch yeah, of Yeah, so I shit. went to like a, a friend's um, and I went all the way back to like 2014 and it was like him posting like a Sprite bottle, like drinking Sprite. Yeah. And like that was the caption, like enjoying the Sprite. Whereas if you put that now, you'd be like, like, are you all right? Yeah. This person's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, we were like getting our feet wet in the yeah. social media. My first <laughs> post ever, I downloaded Instagram. It was like, I was a late adapter, so maybe like 2015, and I asked a friend, like, oh, what do you post? And he said, you just post daily activities. So I was watching Toy Story at 25, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a cool, funny post. So I just posted the, a picture of the TV of Toy Story on, and I was like, throwback. And now, like, it's just like <laughs> stupid, stupid, ridiculous post. Yeah, totally. I think totally. my first one was like a fat face or something like that. I was like going from like right underneath. Um, going back to, to influencers and movies and like it affecting the quality, my thing always is I feel like um, like a, a producer or like a director who really believes in their film is not going to really be worried about someone's following because they can make a star based on their project, mm -hmm. right? The projects that want all the influencers and want the influencers for their following are the projects that don't believe that they can give their actors the legs to become extremely famous, you know? Very well put, yeah. I mean, the... Very gimmicky stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, um, I mean, the, the like, you know, the, the, the big production companies of the world, you know, they don't... They don't care as much because they make stars. They don't need stars. Yeah. 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 So like you specifically, right? You were a child actor at mm -hmm. five. How now that you're 23 and you see somebody who went to acting school, right? And you kind of learned acting on the fly, which I think is kind of better being just thrown into the fire. Yeah. How do you see you compared to a 23 year old who went to like five, six years of proper acting school versus you 18 years of just being in the industry? Yeah. Uh, it'll probably, I mean, I think everybody's process is really different. I actually recently joined a theater class, which has been like amazing. I'd, I'd never done, um, like live theater before. Um, but I wanted to like challenge myself. Um, and it's been amazing. I feel like it's really going to apply to my work when I am on set. Um, I think there's a Denzel quote, right? Where he says like, if you want to get famous, do movies, if you want to get rich, do TV. If you want to get good, do theater. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do all three, honestly. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well rounded. Yeah, super cool. So how's the, how's the class going? Amazing. Yeah, I know it's been really good. Um, do you find it like since you since you're so experienced, but this is like your first class? Do you do you get any nerves? Or I you... felt like a newborn baby in there. <laughs> yeah, like I swear, everything I thought I knew was like out the window. Like as soon as like we were diving, because plays are so much better than like ninety nine point nine percent of scripts. I mean, the best plays in the world, which are pretty much the plays that we're doing, are way better than any script. Like. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, it's, it's made for the actor, you know, it's, it's just dialogue. There's very little stage direction. There's so much to like, there's so much to interpret. Whereas with the script, I feel like a lot of it is very set in stone, right? It's like someone else's vision and they're trying to get their vision put across like mm -hmm. as accurately as possible, which, which doesn't bode well for an actor because like 
being a good actor is like accepting the circumstances you're given, you know, and, and being able to, to live in it like water, you know, uh, and, and, you know, stage direction doesn't help that, you know, one tear falls down her right eye. Like the amount of times where it's like parentheses angrily, I'm like, okay, so you're telling me how to deliver my line now. Like, what if, what if I didn't feel very angry there? You know, like, um, Super interesting. yeah, stage doesn't do any of that stage lets you feel it however you want to feel it. And like, if you watch, um, a scene from a play, two different actors doing mm. them completely different. If you watch a scene from like a mediocre screenplay, um, it will look the same. Mm. It'll look the same because it's all like it's all it's like puzzle pieces that fit together, you know, whereas a play is just, you know, it's it's water. It's fluid. It's, it's your own interpretation of it. Totally. Truly and utterly. Yeah. Do you think like um, like we watch a lot of Curb Enthusiasm now, right? Mm. And they start to talk about how most of the show is improv, right? And her and I are always like, this is so amazing because it looks like they're all genuinely just giving their authentic approach to each yeah. situation. Um, like how much of what you do on film is improv versus straight direct full script? Um, I've, there've been like a few things that have been like improv that was kind of cool. Like, Oh, that was improv, you know, but never have I been on a project where it was like really improv centric. Is that more comedy based improv? Some of it. Yeah. Some of it. Um, and then some of it is just kind of like, fuck it, we've done a hundred takes. I might as well just say something different this time, you know? Um, sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. Uh, yeah, but I personally, like, I think I've grown so much in like the last year as an actor, um, that I think like the next thing that I really end up doing is going to be like really groundbreaking for me just personally. Like, uh, I feel like it's going to be work I'll be really proud of. I've never been proud of my work before, which is weird. And mm. people watch it and they like it, whatever. Like, you know, I've always worked. I've made a pretty good living doing it. But um, do you have a preferred genre that you want to focus on? Sort of like, I mean, I, I love watching like really good horror films, mm. you know, like, well, not even horror, like psychological through like Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies. Mm, True Romance is one of my favorite movies. Never seen either. Oh my gosh. I think I've seen True Romance. I think I've seen the first one. True Romance is is probably my favorite movie of all time. Okay. And it's a horror. Yeah. No, it's it's no, it's everything. It's one of those movies that's just everything. Okay. It, it, it can scare you at times, it'll make you laugh at times, it'll make you cry at times. Like oh, it's cool. everything. It's everything. A roller coaster of emotions. Yes. We have it's, to add it's that incredible. to the list. Okay. Tarantino's first screenplay that got made. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He did he didn't um he didn't direct it. But um Gary Oldman's in it. Um one of the best bad guys of all time, uh, Patricia Arquette, plays Alabama. She's amazing. I love her. So She's I, I did I a uh, a brief Google search on you, and it looks like you're a character in Marvel now. So yeah, yeah. That I mean, to me as a fan of TV and film, that seems super cool. Are you like proud of that? And what's what's that look like right now? Honestly, no. Okay, I'm not that proud of it. Um, I mean, it's cool. It was really hard to get. Like, it was super hard. Like, I went through so many phases of testing. Like. Had to have a Pakistani accent, um, had to do martial arts in it. Um, it was an uphill battle ever getting the role. So like by the time I got it, I was like, oh, okay, I, I definitely snapped to get this. Um, but it's just not really what I want to do. Like, and I found myself like being on the short list for that role because the show that I was on prior to that, which was like really the show that gave me like, I guess, kind of my legs in the industry as an adult was a show called Into the Badlands. Um, it was an AMC show. But it was an action show uh, where they, they taught us wushu. We were on it for like four years. 
So I trained in Wushu a lot, um, became a really good martial artist, and they were looking for, you know, Pakistani, Indian descent yeah. um, actors, and I was just on a short list Are you Pakistani? for that. I am, yeah. Yeah, oh, my, cool. my grandma, grandpa. Oh, nice. Our whole coding team's in Pakistan. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was going to ask, um, it seems like in, the, like in the past year, like you said, year, year and a half, you've come a long way in both your professional and your uh, personal life, like in mm-hmm. terms of growing. Like, do you... Do you think that's a coincidence or do you think it was kind of like you, everything started to come together? I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, I think that I really started to listen to myself. Um, yeah, I was like, like raised by a single mom and love my mom. She's the best. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, she's the best person ever. I saw you took her to the the premiere at Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I took so many people to that premiere. I took my mom. I took my (laughs) dad. Well, she was first on the list, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. My dad was like, I don't even know why I brought him, but (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, I brought all my friends. Yeah, it was it was really fun. It's a good thing to celebrate. For sure. Not that long ago. Maybe. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Movie out. Show. Six months ago or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, let's but yeah, so it. sorry. So you, um, but yeah, you, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, I made like pretty much a pact to like really care for myself mm-hmm. really within the last six months, like not even within the last year. Was there, um, any, was there any one thing that brought you to like that? I was pact? sad. Okay. I was really, really sad. Yeah. Didn't have any direction. Um, even though like from the outside in, everyone's like, dude, you like, you're good. You know, like what, what do you have to be upset about? Like. Um, but for me, like I just personally inside, like didn't feel like I was doing, you know, the best for myself. Working out has helped a lot. Um, eating well has helped a lot. Um, listening to myself has helped a lot. Mm. And that's why I was late here because I was not listening to myself <laughs> and it sent me down a rabbit hole and I was pissed hey, off. You're right on time. This was your yeah. episode. So when you, <laughs> when you got here, that's, yeah, when, yeah. that's when the show starts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, but I, I think um, self-preservation has been like a big theme for me in the last six months. Um, yeah. And I got a membership at this place called Artha. It's a wellness sanctuary. It sounds oh, really it's on Sunset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it worked out. Um, yeah, it's amazing. They they do like yoga classes and like sound baths and um, you can do like sensory deprivation tanks. And, oh, I've always wanted to do one of those. Oh, it's amazing. Really? I do it twice a week. Yeah, it's Stop incredible. It. It's so nice. You literally go in there and you're, you're floating in this water where there's a thousand pounds of salt dissolved into it and it's super rich in magnesium. Um, and there's like underwater speakers. So it sounds like, like sound bath music playing, but it's like off in the distance. It's honestly very entrancing. It seems like the most ultimate form of meditation almost to me, like mind, body and soul, like Mm. just really dedicating that time. For sure. How long does it go for? 45 minutes. Um, uh, when I first did it, the first few times I did, I wasn't very good at it. Like I realized there was like a learning curve to Mm. like really shutting off your brain because you're so not used to it. And you're floating in this water. Like you couldn't sink if you tried. Um, so it's hard to not like tense up and fully trust the water. But now that I've gotten really good at it, I've been doing it the last few months. I go in there and it feels like I'm in there for five seconds Wow! and 45 minutes passes. Did the first time that you did it feel a lot longer than 45 minutes because yes. you were kind of like trying to battle yes, it? Yes. And I was sweating and I was like, yes. Yeah. The, the, the first couple of times I went in there, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I just kept trying to do it. I go in there and I just, yeah. It feels like five seconds passes. Proud of That's you cool. for persevering. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's scary at first too. Like, like being alone with your thoughts. Like, um, yeah, it can be really scary for sure. It's not a comfortable thing for a lot of people to be alone with their thoughts, especially as you said. It's like you're coming out of a period of time where you were really sad and you felt mm-hmm. really quite unfulfilled. Um, and so to like shut your brain off or to even just be a, quiet enough to be able to hear all the things that are going on in your brain. Yeah. 
But congratulations. It's a really, yeah. especially at such a young age, a lot of people go through their entire life really not listening to themselves. Totally. Not figuring out what is going to fulfill them and what's going to fill them up with the most amount of joy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've always been like a bit of a, like a solitary person, like never had like huge family or like, it was always just kind of me and my mom and I was always kind of on the road. And like, um, when I was with family, I was always like treated like a little bit different, um, whether it was good or bad. And then on my dad's side, I just like never really connected with them because they're super like, they're like, you know, very like South Asian American dream. They're first generation in the States. But like my grandparents were like school, 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 mm. school, you know? Um, so for me, like I was a bit of a black sheep when I was like, no, I'm an artist. Like, yeah, I don't, I, artist. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, what that's, they, that's, that's what, what would, they heard. And that's, but that's all you would ever know. You know what I mean? You were five years old when you started. That, like, totally. Like, yeah. Some cheers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's oh, drink yeah. to that. Let's, so let's your drink, drink of choice is the is a, a lager, you said, right? Yeah. Wine yeah. or lager? Honestly, so any, any you, beer. I love beer. I yeah, love too. that. So yeah. we got you Common Space Fresh Pills of LA. I love it. Yeah, um, it's great. Is it? So would that be like an ideal first date for you, getting a beer with somebody? Ooh, an ideal first date. And cheers. Um, to, uh, yeah, cheers. cheers. Cheers, darling. Cheers. Man, I used I know to what's be coming. the guy. I know what's coming. <laughs> I used to be the guy on first dates where I'd like, I'd try and like pull out all the stops, you know, okay. like, you know, and act super casual about it. But then I started to realize over time, like, oh, that's not really attracting the right person. I have a friend. You guys probably know him. You guys know Tyler Shields? Fucking love Tyler. Yeah. That's you, how I, that's how I, shot with him that's before, how I yeah. know Jonathan. I've definitely seen photos of, of you. Have you shot with Tyler before? Shot with Tyler. So many times. Okay. Like I hung out of the helicopter naked. That was me. <laughs> that was me. And the Catwoman. The hat? Yeah, dude. Is the I hat was you? Flying it. Uh, yeah. Which hat? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the big hat with the helicopter in the background? He's done a couple of no, helicopter shoots. He's done a couple of it was the inaugural helicopter shoot and he put me in a catwoman mask and heels and was like, go up. Yes. There. And then he waterboarded okay. me with champagne lunch. Yes. That was a good time. So Tyler Shields <laughs> said something, which is it's genius. He said, When I go on a first date with a girl, I take her to Boston Market. I was like, that is so smart. That is such a you take a girl to Boston Market on the first date. You know what Boston Market is? Yeah, of course. Well, okay. you know what's funny? When you say that you're on Boston Public. Uh, the, Boston Market? No, oh, no, Boston Legal. Legal. So when, when Boston Legal was out, I was super young. And I think you just associate random things together. Yeah. So I would always associate Boston Market with Boston <laughs> Legal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but he would say, I always take a girl to Boston Market on the first date. Because if she wants to go on a second date, you know she's a good one. Mm. What I'm getting Great at spot, is, though. I mean, good food yeah, and there's I nothing think wrong with the it. portions are huge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but but trust me, these LA girls do not want to go to Boston. No, I don't even know where one is around here. Yeah, but exactly. I get the point. It could be. It could be. Yeah, a, yeah. It's more of yeah. a metaphor. Right. You know, yeah, I, I don't know if you yeah. haven't done the, that as an actual date. No, no, no. But my <laughs> point is, is that sometimes it's better to not pull out all the stops. Sometimes it's better to just like do something really chill. Yeah. My yeah, true representation of like who you are and what you like to do as well. Yeah. My ideal first date, like, right now would probably be, like, I mean, I love cooking. Like, I would love to, like, I don't know. I would love to cook. I have a van. I have a really cool camper van. Do you think that um, would creep a girl out if you want to come see my van? Like, on a first You know what's date? funny, actually? I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've thought about this a lot before. So, my van is not super creepy. It sounds a lot creepy. There's windows. It's, like, super <laughs> nice condition. Um, it's, like, a, yeah. It's what like kind a, of van is it? It's a Chevy G20 from You're the You're, like, 80s. a camper guy, right? You like yeah, yeah. the outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not super. It sounds creepier than it actually is. Um, not like a silence of the lambs. No, like, no, no. Help me. No, it's like, couch. it's like the mystery mobile, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's a shag wagon, I guess. That's kind of <laughs> creepy actually. It's got an air of joy and adventure about it, it rather does. than, it does, than for sure. anything nefarious. Yeah. Um, but no, you're, you're right. I've thought about that before. Like, I don't know if it's a red flag. Like if I like pull up in my van on the first date. So that's your everyday ride? 
No, no, okay. I have a, I have a Tesla as well, okay. which I drive around like most of the time. Okay. But, um, yeah, I feel my like the van's, van's like a second baby. date type situation. Yeah. I just feel like yeah, in you terms tell of, them about it on the first date. Like, yeah, no, you definitely us. say yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of what I've what I've I've come to realize. But um, yeah, I would say my ideal first date would just be like, yeah, a chill dinner, a drink, um, meet up with some friends after. I always feel like on a first date it takes some pressure off if you have some group plans after. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also sets up a nice, because I think maybe sometimes a woman feels an expectation like, okay, how am I going to make sure if I, if I don't want to sleep with this guy, how am I going to make sure I let totally. him know I'm having a good time, but I'm not going home with him. And I think if you tell someone, hey, you want to meet up with my friends after this, it like relieves a lot of that yeah. stress from the woman's standpoint. So like, I'm the type of guy that's like, so not like sexually forward. Like I'm, I'm not like, I don't really like hook up with a lot of people. Like, um, never in my life have I like tried to get a girl to hook up with me if she wasn't like falling all over me, you know? So like, I've never really had that issue. I find that my issue more is that I don't want to come off like that type of guy. So sometimes I end up not friend zoned, but like, oh, like I think we're just homies because I'm not forward enough in like, I'm physically attracted to you. Like let's kiss, let's, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm on the opposite end of that where it's like I feel like you do that sometimes. I get that right? a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Girls like do you like even not, like me? there's there's <laughs> there's a good mix of like pushy and respectful, right? right? Like I'm like almost too too respectful of it sometimes, even when it like seems like they might be down for it, you know? Um, which yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just how I'm like wired. No, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think yeah. it, it confuses a lot of women, just speaking from a woman's perspective, confuses a lot of women because I think we're so used to, oh, shit, so used to such an aggressive stance when it comes to sexuality, right? A mm. lot of the times when you're in the dating process, it is kind of, you know, if somebody's into you. And so if you're not feeling that immediate visceral sexual energy, then you're like, does this person like me or not? Yeah. But I think that's more of a commentary on like our society nowadays rather than, if it's a good or bad thing. Totally. You know what I mean? yeah. Especially, and you can run into a problem if like she gives you a very specific like invitation to make a move and you don't, then yeah. she's like, oh, what the fuck? So like, yeah. as long as you don't miss any like completely like, uh, like green lights. Like over. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of times like I'll, I'll be like seeing a girl or whatever. And like, sometimes she'll come on too strong to me and then it'll turn me off like in a weird mm. way. Cause my speed is pretty slow. You know, like I like, I like things that happen naturally. I don't force anything. So there have been times where I can like tell a girl's like trying to push the envelope a little bit. And it's honestly a bit of a turnoff. Do you like the intimacy to kind of be built in different areas before getting to the physical intimacy side of it? Um, Meaning like, like learning about family, like kind of like, I mean, yeah, could be, you know, questions or information about them or just kind of like comfortability with somebody. You know what I mean? Intellectual turn on me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends. Like for me, like, Yes, I like to explore other sides of people before I see their like sexual side. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like when the sexuality is so upfront. Um, I think I, I much prefer it. It happening naturally. You know, where yeah. I learn about like the things that they like, the things that they don't like. Like I like to have all those talks before it happens. I don't want to figure it out while it's happening. I'd mm-hmm. like to like speak about it before. Um, but yeah, I would say a sl- slow build for me is, is, is where it's at. Well, it's kind of yeah. sexy as well, isn't it? There's more and more you get to know somebody. It's like, it, it heightens that, yeah. that sexual element as well. So by the time you do get to doing the deed, it's it seems mature too. I have a lot of Very girlfriends evolved. who like, are like just my homies, but over time, like it's turned into like, Oh, like 
almost a bit of like a power play of them being really pressed about it. And then it's kind of weird, but that goes back to like a healthy amount of, I guess, aggression when it comes to like, um, you know, telling someone you're like sexually attracted to them. Now these oh, yeah. are friends or people that you're interested in? Both. Both. So do you, yeah. do you have a lot of female friends? A lot. Yeah. And, so many. I love hanging out with girls. Now we're pretty cool. Out of all those, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of all those female friends, do you see a lot of them that are eventually like, listen, I know we're friends, but it's happened a couple of times. And normally what happens is it'll happen and then it'll get really weird for like a few months and then we'll go back to just being okay. straight homies. Um but most of them I try to like really draw the line. Like yeah. I, I don't like to blur the lines between like romantic friendship, like right. um it's not really my MO. I feel like someone always gets burned Definitely. that way. Somebody yeah. always gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. Someone Even if it's burned. not intentional. Totally. It happens. I feel yeah. like it's a really natural thing though. With you, when you're friends with somebody, I think because the basis of any good relationship is is being best friends, is totally. being really, really good friends with each other. So it is this natural human kind of evolution or emotion when you're really good friends with somebody and you're like, wait a second, is there something here? <laughs> and then you're trying to figure it out. But like you said, mm -hmm. usually more often than not, somebody gets burned. Either you get married or you piss each other off. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking, okay. I haven't been like thinking about like actually getting married, but I've been just thinking about like logistically, like when would I be ready <laughs> to get married in my yeah. life? And I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's, it's never, mm. I don't think I'll get married. I, I see myself as like a monogamous person who will like, will find my partner and will like be with my partner. But I think you have to be in love with the idea of marriage as much as you're in love with your partner mm. to be able to have a good marriage. You know, I don't want to just get married to someone because I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. And cause you think you're supposed to. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I love the idea of a wedding too. Like that's so <laughs> Big cool. Big old party. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. But like, it could just be like a celebration of love. It doesn't need to be so like binding. I feel like when anything feels so binding, it makes me want to like run from it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm also in the camp where <clears throat> I don't have a need to get married. Like I don't feel this like push or anything. So I feel, I feel like it will, that allows me to like make a more intentional and conscious decision where like I'm not panicking. Like, oh, I'm 35 years old. Like when am I going to get married? So I feel like it's, it's, if it happens, it's because I want to and she yeah. wants to, and there's no force pushing me into it. Totally. Yeah. And totally. I feel like, uh, no matter what you want, right? If you do want to get married or you don't want to get married, I think it all changes too. Like as you get older or just as your life evolves, right? And then you meet somebody and just feel like you, you never know what feeling you're going to get when you actually do meet somebody that you're in love with, right? Yeah. And maybe you have already, but as you get older, yeah, right. And as you get older, like Steve, right? He's older than me and he kind of knows more of who he is, right? Like he, like he said, wants to, get married if it happens naturally if it doesn't who cares he's not really putting a time on it and i think when i was 23 too i was always like oh i'm not getting married um but then yeah i just not that i said i want to get married now yeah but you start to meet people and you're like oh <coughs> one shit one person <laughs> so i'm generalizing I'm but, uh, yeah, like you, 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 you meet someone and you're like there's just this feeling that is a lot different and Nothing else really matters. So it's not like you're getting married because you have to or you want to bind together. It's like, no, like I just actually want to start this whole life process with you. And yeah, yeah we don't have to get married, but I think. And I think we're both of the same mindset. It's like we don't, we're not wholly attached to the idea, the, the, the conventions of marriage, right? But it's more so like this, I said, a big old party, which is always good. Mm -hmm. It's like a celebration of love. Totally. But there's just something very beautiful about being like, 
this is my husband and this yeah. is my wife. Oh, you know certainly. what I mean? Like yeah. there's something about yeah. that. Um, especially for a woman, I don't, maybe it's a little bit heavier handed when it comes to the females. I feel like it's only like, it's the only relationship that's important as your relationship with your parents. Mm. Like you're, you're always bound to your parents, regardless if you like them or not. Mm. Like, yeah. what's your new family? This is like, yeah. this, this is a step in life where you're going, okay, so even though I still have my family, this is the family that I'm choosing and I'm going to continue on with yeah. for the rest of my life or well, hopefully for the rest of your life. Yeah. And if you want a partner, <clears throat> like if you want a, a wife or husband, they say that that's the most important decision you can make in life, mm. right? Like if you don't want one, you know, it's fine. But if you do and you pick like the wrong person, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> don't mince words. Oh, for sure. Kind of fucked. No, I'm never getting divorced. I am never getting divorced. No, we talked like, We talked about that before we got engaged. And it's like both of us never, ever wanted to to be divorced. Like yeah, if we were yeah. going to make this decision, this is the decision that we were going to stick with. Final. And yeah. not even like joke about divorce. Mm -hmm. Not even like in jest be like, I'm going to divorce you. It's like, no. Can't say words like that. You can't put that out into the universe. Yeah. Constant battle. Like yeah, it's, it's like through good and bad. Like um, it'll never – another really good piece of advice that I got like about dating is that it never gets better, <laughs> which I mean? think is amazing. So like I've started <laughs> to date girls where like there's some good shit and then there's some bad shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, but the good shit, you know, it, it outweighs the bad shit. The thing is, the good shit never gets better. It's always best right when you first oh, for discover sure. When it. you first meet somebody, that's them at their best. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, but, but by but far the, their the, best. The, the small red flags that you see when you first meet them become way bigger once oh, you get sure. to know them. So, like, for me, I feel like it'll be very apparent to me when I meet someone who I'm like, okay, we're super compatible. Like, I see I see the, the good always outweighing the bad with this person. Like, yeah. Um, which is something I'm searching for. I think I've loved people in the past, but I don't think I've ever been in love with someone where I was just like, this is my person. Like I wouldn't right. choose anyone else. Well, baby, you yeah. still got a, you still got a bit of time. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. and as you said earlier, perhaps it's like, you know, this, this mindset of perhaps never getting married mm -hmm. is coming from the place that you're putting so much into yourself at the moment. Totally. You're going, I can't really see that because I'm invested in my own kind of growth, my mm -hmm. own fulfillment. And then whatever happens after that. Which we'll are the steps to be able to give yourself to someone? One thousand percent. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gotta love yourself before you can love somebody else. Definitely, absolutely. Um, so, what qualities do you look for? Like, what's important to you? Oh man, in, in um, someone finding someone. Strong sense of self. Um, someone who has strong opinions. Um, I mean, I don't want to say smart because that's just really general. Someone with a really good sense of adventure, like super adventurous. Oh, that's nice. I like that one. Yeah. Um, someone who's like down to do whatever. Um, someone who – so like I've had girls be like really jealous in the past. Now, I've been jealous in the past too. Of your beautiful hair or what? <laughs> yeah. I'm I have definitely a factor. Of something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've I've realized over time that like – you know, if you're with your girlfriend and, you know, you're out in public and some guy is hitting on her, like, you could see it as an opportunity to, like, get insecure and get really angry at him and possibly angry at her. Or you can see it as an opportunity to show her kind of how secure you actually are, you know, like, um, which I think I've gotten better at, you know, recently, like, not taking those type of things so personally and seeing it as an opportunity to be, to show trust in someone. That's, like, the sexiest thing. Like, I, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's the sexiest thing. Totally. Uh, and I learned that from my parents. Like, uh, my dad loves to talk, right? Just talks to a wall. But, you know, <laughs> growing up as a kid, you, you have all the parents around, right? And I always noticed he'd always be talking to, like, someone's mom, right? And I would look at my mom and be like, oh, my dad's talking to the mom. 
but he never did anything inappropriately. He was just talking, like, you know, any conversation. And my mom never even looked over, like, didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, my mom's really cool. Like, she's Yeah, yeah but I think shit. your mother also knew that your father wasn't hitting on anybody. He could just talk to a wall. Totally. As I was just having a chat yeah, constantly. But, but to me, it was so cool that she was so secure that she never even peeked over to be like, mm. oh, like, what's he Because the moment that to? conversation ends, you know exactly who he's going to. Yeah. yeah. And I think everybody yeah, yeah. else knew that, too. And she felt so cool. Like, even if there was another mom who was trying to do something with him, he probably called it right away. I was like, no, nah, I walked away. And, you know, he yeah. probably, they both look cool walking away together. I, I had a girlfriend who was like my longest term relationship, which was like, it was like two and a half years or something, that's which is pretty, pretty long in yeah. a 23 year old's yeah, life. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a big chunk of my life from like uh, 18 to, to 21. Basically we dated and a pattern that I always recognized with her. And when I realized it was kind of the beginning of the end, whenever I became utterly present around groups of people where I wasn't worried about affecting things around me but i was only worried about like expressing myself in the truest way that's when she would get upset with me and like i saw it it was a pattern like the moment i would check out of like oh is she okay is this okay is the house okay um i would get like the wrath from her mm. and, and i would see it and it would be crazy because i'd i'd literally in my head be like okay i'm enjoying myself enjoying myself enjoying myself so much and the moment i pay attention to her to enjoy myself with her she would return it with like angst wow. kind of and over time i realized like oh this this shit is actually beating me down like i i actually can't handle this like yeah someone who's not like willing to see me shine the best i shine you know not even talking about like career-wise or anything i'm just talking about like right now having like a super open conversation with right. you guys like mm. being utterly present like yeah she she didn't like it she didn't what, like it what do you think it was, it was specifically that she needed the attention or that she thought yeah it was just insecurity or? and like I, yeah, I dated a lot of like actress girls before her and they all know each other. And mm. I think that just kind of started it out kind of bad that, um, yeah, yeah the, she's the circle of yeah friends or the circle yeah. of people that, you know, can get, can get quite good because everybody totally. here in Los Angeles, like you're saying, everybody knows everybody, especially within the creative industries. Totally. Um, and also I feel like some, something about being, I mean, I was a model for a very long time. And um, people used to look at me and be like, how can you be insecure? It's like, we are some of the most insecure creatures on earth yeah. and actresses as well, actors. It's just because of the the constant criticism that you're getting and totally. you let that seep into yourself and then it kind of bleeds through to other areas. Yeah. So I feel around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very astute of you to see that and get out of that situation. And I think. Oh, it was not astute at the time. <laughs> no, but, but, but that shit was not astute. But no matter what happened, at, yeah, yeah. at least you got out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think super It took important. a while, but yeah, it was, it was one of the hardest times in my life for sure. Yeah. And I think super important is like, you, you, you don't want anyone to change you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you are who you are and like, that's who you feel most comfortable being. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. You grow with somebody and you mold and evolve and like, you know, you compromise. But if someone takes away you at your true self, that's not the person for you. Yeah. I think everyone needs to realize that, you know, totally. and I think what you said is spot on. It's a mark of not really being compatible if you're constantly trying to change each other. You want yeah. to be able to enhance the other person to the, to every degree. I That's something I like, I really learned recently. I think in my most recent relationship, I did a very good job of like accepting her for her, even the things like I didn't agree with. Like she was a big, is it QAnon? QAnon? Is yeah. That, the, the like conspiracy theorist. She <laughs> yeah. was a big conspiracy theorist. Like she would, she would just say crazy shit and get like so passionate about like <laughs> shit that I'm just like, girl, like you're a model. Like you don't need to like be so passionate about this shit. Like no <laughs> one's listening to you. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but over time I was like, oh, whatever, you know, that's that's her opinion. But I think before that, like, yeah, I was definitely like focused on like how can I make this person like the best for me? Um, and it, it never worked out. Never worked out. So if, if QAnon is not a deal breaker, what is a deal breaker? <laughs> well, that shit's a deal breaker. No. <laughs> that's what I mean about like those. It got worse. It definitely got worse. Like I knew it from the start and it got worse. Um, what is a deal breaker now? Uh, and early on too, right? Let's say you're on the first, second date with somebody. What's something you'd like to know? Where you're like, you know what? We're just not going to um, Their relationship with their parents. In what sense? Um, how is it? Like, um, yeah, I think I think the way someone treats their parents is a really good sign of, of how they would end up treating you. Um, also, that's, just that's like goals. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, like goals and passions. Because um, like we seek the love that we know. You know, and like for me, like I, I knew like a very like coddling love from my mom in like the best way where mm -hmm. she just like, she loved me so much that like her love would blind her sometimes from the things that I needed most, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think now that's a lot of times or not so much now I'm trying to get away from it. I was really attracted to girls who would like love bomb me. And over time, I started to realize, like, a lot of time, that's a manipulation tactic. You know, for my mom, it's not because mm -hmm. my mom loves me. You know, she right. birthed me. But, like... Yeah, you literally a, came out of her. Like, she yeah. loves you to a degree that nobody really can. Totally. But but a girl I've been seeing for, like, six months who's, like, you know, trying to love bomb me. It's like, why why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fucking phenomenal that you're so self-aware of these things. And you're learning, yeah. like, it seems day by day. Yeah. Year by year, just what works for you, what doesn't, what you hold near and dear to your heart. And yeah. like I said, there's people who are in there. I mean, I know people who are in their 30s and 40s and haven't figured that shit out yet. So I've been really introspective recently about like dating and just like my own self-image. So I think it's like the perfect time for me to be talking about all this stuff. Yeah, you're giving Jonathan a run for his money. Yeah. Right? Really? The Johnny's most mature, so interesting. young 20 year old. So interesting. Johnny is very interesting. Later. Sometimes yeah. I like even right now, it's 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 hard to remember that you're 23, just mm -hmm. having these conversations. Same with him. Like, mm. he's 21, right? Or 22. Yeah. And when I'm, we're out with him, you know, we're in our 30s. He like just seems like a 30-year-old. It's quite totally. indicative of um, child actors. Like, I've known a couple in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I first met Jonathan, I was just telling them earlier, actually, I was like, I've met him. And within the first two minutes, I was like, you're a good fucking human. This yeah. is something that he gives off. But having a conversation with him, it does. It does feel like I'm talking to somebody who was, you know, our own age with the amount of experience that you've had in life. Yeah. Experiences that no other, you know, 23-year-old would have. Totally. Yeah, I think like being around adults for a long time, like having a job, having a responsibility at such yeah. a young age, like definitely, definitely contributes to all that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes okay. for fascinating conversation though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> true. 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 Um, all right. We've probably got about 10, 10 minutes left. I'll hit you. I'm going to hit you with a couple rapid fires and then we'll get back to a little bit of I conversation. I read your mind. I Dude. literally just thought in my head we should start shooting the shit. Like really. Okay. Yeah. Let's right, well, this, this will <laughs> let's kick it, it off. All right. Favorite drink. Doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be anything. Uh, favorite drink? Um, Spindrift. Oh. Yeah. Sp uh, sparkling, sparkling like water. lemon water. Oh, I know. Yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now that you said yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. It's just sparkling water with lemon juice. Have you ever tried bubbly? Yes. I prefer Spindrift. You're ruining the rapid fire. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to ask. <laughs> it's so important. All right. Favorite date spot? One spot. Pache. Oh, that's everyone says Pache. Sorry. Really? Oh, yeah. Joe, you're ruining, ruining it the now. <laughs> yeah, Pache. Favorite rom com. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Ooh. Nice. Ah, uh, which kind of hurts, but I can't tell no, you. No, stop why. it. No, it's great. I can't tell uh, you. Guys celebrity why. crush. <laughs> celebrity crush, Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean or Winona Ryder. Okay. Smoking. Yeah. Uh, favorite sex position. I'm going to sound like a 
dweeb missionary probably yeah. like yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a classic there's nothing wrong yeah, with it it's nothing just wrong like, with it my, I mean, my favorite too <laughs> yeah 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 you can, i mean but it depends on the girl right of like, course yeah totally well, i want to see girl. her i want to look in her eyes yeah exactly I, you know, exactly love. you could look romantic. in a mirror doing doggy we have done that yeah, yeah. It's happened. We've done doggy I before. Fucking yeah. love mirrors. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I adore them. Um, what do you wear to sleep? Underwear. Okay. Just underwear boxes. I don't know why I bet you was a nothing man, but really, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah or yeah. maybe like an animal skin. It's a little too willy nilly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little too willy nilly for me to be like naked. Yeah, fair. Yeah. If there's fair. a fire too. Get yeah. Out quick. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. only reason I just like make it down. I'm like, oh, get up so quickly. Uh, last one. What is, do you know? Le- the love languages, and if so, what is yours? Yeah. Um, acts of service dumb. is okay. a big one for me. Um, quality time. Um, but I I think quality time like feels very general. Like, of course, everybody likes spending time with someone they love. For me, it's spontaneous quality time. Mm. someone who can see the value and like, Hey, let's like go to the forest today or Hey, let's go to Palm Springs this weekend. Like that type of quality time where it's like, it's just you and I let's go do this experience this together. Um, and these are what you like to receive or give or both. This is what I like to receive. Okay. Um, acts of service, quality time. Um, I did see a good quote recently that was like all time is quality time. And I kind of think that's what you were kind of saying. Yeah, totally. It's like, it doesn't have to be like, super like bogged down time where we're like only hanging out with each other but staring just, like, into each other's eyes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, comfortable <laughs> silence is is quality time to me yeah yeah i think being silent with somebody is the best friendship or relationship you could ever be in mm-hmm. where it's like you could just be in a room with somebody and you're both silent and it's not awkward i feel like that's like a true friend or partner you also can remain productive together yeah you know yeah. it's like impossible to be productive in your own life if you're like constantly talking about each other you know yeah and also or being turned on right like always having to talk and being turned on it gets really draining and totally it's like i just want to be quiet totally yeah um and this is more of a selfish question and i'm trying to start a movement uh would you ever consider if you're in a long-term relationship and live with somebody would you ever consider having separate bedrooms yes okay yes i much prefer sleeping alone yeah. Plus one what's for the good stance? guys. Like, what's you your stance on this? Oh, I'm, I'm pushing he's, for it. You're down for it? Yeah. Very, very strong on Definitely not a deal breaker, but absolutely not a deal breaker, but something I would okay, love. Wait. Not to say separate, there's not nights. Where, no, no, of course, you know, of course, of yeah. course. Or do we? Do you have like a, a, a separate bedroom that's just meant for that entire activity itself? So three bedrooms? And three one bedrooms? <laughs> so, so what I always say is I would, I, I don't even care how big it is. Like it's, it could be a closet and I'll take a, as long as it's long enough, I'll take a twin bed and she could have a king size bed. Um, but I just value my sleep. And I think like rarely do people wake up at the same time, go to sleep at the same time, like have to get up and use the bathroom or something at the same time. And I just want like, and I feel like you're such a better person when you're yeah. well rested. And, and Well, I think that I think she's a perfect person to discuss this with because we do sleep in the same bed mm-hmm. and I wake up very early and I sleep straight through the night. So do you, do you get interrupted by... My sleep schedule. I mean, you I, you I have bed. shitty sleep to begin with, so I don't think that's you know you're really affected. I really adore sleeping next to somebody. Mm. Um, completely separate room. I just need to wrap my head around this for a second. Completely separate rooms, or are you talking about the same room, different bed? No, I'm talking about completely yeah, separate rooms, like opposite ends of the yeah. house. Because I, I lived with a girl before, and like I would say, two out of three nights, I would fall like let her fall asleep in our room, and then I'd go sleep on the couch. Yeah. Did she ever get oh, pissed? Wow. Yeah, she hated it. I used to do that. Anytime someone would sleep over. I would head to the couch. Yeah. Really? 
Oh, that's the worst feeling when you're sleeping in the bed with someone you just don't yeah, lay your every, every into. single that's time. The worst. And I would like do everything I can to make sure it wasn't a sleepover. Not not to like be cool or because of any of that. Just I didn't want to sleep in the same bed yeah. as somebody. So I was I was actually known at work as the guy who wouldn't do a sleepover. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, with you, I'm fine. I just Wait, just say, like how do you it. feel about sleeping no, in the same I, bed I love with it. me? Oh. I, I <laughs> we like we like touch toes when we're sleeping. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, having your dog in the bed is a completely different Listen, story. Yeah. That Listen. I wish your dog had its own house. It's our dog, first and foremost. <laughs> it's our dog. We live together. We're about to get married. It's our dog. Second of all, I understand. And I'm going to get her a dog bed. It's just really hard because mm-hmm. she's so little and cute. Yeah, she just wants to snuggle up against her butt. Come on. Kicked her off the bed last night. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, but that's why I also think like you can only do this if you have like a amazing level of trust communication Mm. because totally if you do sleep in the same bed like even two nights in a row and that next night you're like I'm gonna go to my room and she'll be like fuck why would I do and she'll get Mm. angry maybe not even say anything but like start to question why yeah but like if you just know like this is how we do it Mm. and you're that's there from the beginning then I think it could work I I remember this is actually a crazy story super toxic Um, there was a (laughs) So I was with this girl and the girl who I lived with and I was sleeping in the guest room. I wasn't sleeping on the couch. Um, and she had come in at night cause she used to like go on my iPad. We had like a communal iPad and just I guess I was you like, or just, just to be casual. Well, it was late. So like it was creeper shit for sure. <laughs> and like, apparently I like hadn't cleared my like search history and I'd like watched porn or something within the last like two weeks or something. Like I'm not even a huge porn guy. I don't watch a lot of porn, but, um, Basically, she, like, saw that I was, like, watching porn. She got so mad at me. Why? Well, I have no idea. It was so why? weird. I couldn't figure it out. I think women find... I'm going to in trouble here. I'll, <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. We're very carefully right now, sir. Women find something that bothers them, and it's, like, the end of the world. Yeah. We don't find things that bother us. Things bother us. Second of all, I mean, I suppose it's different. different. I, I love this. And I, and I I'm being PG about this. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose no. it's different for each woman, but like, I would never. Oh shit, I would never. I would be angry at the fact that you didn't invite me to watch it with you. That's what I would be pissed off about. Yeah, not yeah, the fair, fact fair. that you were actually just watching it, fair. like enjoying I'll, yourself. I'll say this too. I'm not going to say some women. I'm going to say some people. Love it. Anything that takes their partner's time and attention away from them they get jealous about <clears throat> yeah. right? so it could have been yeah. porn it could have been you know what it could also be you know what it could also be <laughs> checking sports scores water? it could also be checking sports scores yeah oh yeah. my god you're bringing up so many memories for me oh dude literally don't, I, don't I, check sports scores if your no, woman doesn't want you to see sports don't scores. watch the game an important game if your girl's trying I tried to, like, to tell get her, on I with said, you like, if a guy i'm gonna keep my mouth shut <laughs> i'm gonna keep my mouth shut <laughs> there are so many things to say but no i said if a guy likes sports Majority of the time, if there's downtime or nothing to do or background music, the sports will be on. Yeah. And that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just is what it is. <laughs> wow. Like I said, keep my mouth shut. You watch <laughs> as much sports as you want. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. All right. Wait, can, do you have more rapid fire? Uh, not really. Well, I have a question okay. too. Maybe okay. Maybe okay. ask people well, while he thinks of more rapid fire. If you could have one law in the world, right? Any crazy law, what would that law be? Um, oh man, uh, man, I have some crazy ones. Steve's was that, uh, something about Starbucks coffee line or don't butcher it. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's the most important law in the world. Basically it's (laughs) if, if a place has a to go service, whether it's Starbucks or Chipotle, 
they have to have a dedicated line and they can't if you're in the store waiting they can't just step in and say oh i have six burritos to make for this to go but no, I want- i'm fucking in the store i'm i'm a customer that's here you need a dedicated line for your to go stuff mm. and i would hope that your law is more deep my law is actually super deep and i'm going to get into it so it almost made me cry laugh i don't so, know why <laughs> my law i would I would basically make it mandatory for everybody in the U.S. to farm at least one day a year, like jury duty. We don't have enough farmers. These farmers don't have kids because they're too busy farming. So there's nobody taking over the farm. I mean, I have friends like gurus who like taught me martial arts, who like master body workers, who like live on farms just to like help out these farmers. And he's basically been telling me like, yeah, we have like 30 years of soil left. Like there's wow. going to be a huge food crisis within my lifetime. Um, and I also think not only would it solve the like farming crisis because these farmers, there's like two or three of them on like a hundred acre farms. Yeah. It's fucking crazy all yeah. that they're asked to do. They don't have time to have kids. So they aren't going to pass down their farm. They don't get paid anything, even though they make our world go round. And people are way too caught up in consumerism anyway, right? Like- Everybody goes to Starbucks and gets their to-go order, not realizing the hours and hours and hours of work and life's dedication that goes in to, like, making that product for you. Everyone's so desensitized to, like, actually making shit, producing shit. They're just connection. They just consume, 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 consume. That's why I go to Disneyland and it makes me sick because I see them there and Walt Disney is like, it's like one of the biggest corporations in the world. You see people walking around, they got their $13 churro in their hand. They got their $40 Mickey hat on. They got their $60 shirt on. They paid 400 to get into the fucking park. They're walking around and they're all so happy about this. And I'm just looking at you like you're a glutton. Like Mm. everyone is a glutton. You say that? Um, I saw a meme the other day that said like all the people in LA and New York complain about climate change and you, and you see like all the cars stuck and like the gas coming out of the cars and they complain about all the people like living in Nebraska who all live on farms and are like, why are you yeah. complaining to me about the climate? Like you're That's the problem. So with the true. Climate. Like, That's so yeah, true. But isn't it, and I, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but it's so interesting that like people in New York and LA are like climate, climate, climate. Yeah. We're sitting in traffic with all this gas coming out of a car. And we're like yelling at the people on the farm. Yeah. The people on the farm are like, all right, like, yeah, maybe I could farm a little bit. Yeah. But like you're stuck in traffic in L.A. And yeah, like, I, I could go crazy on this. Woke police are like have gone way too far. <laughs> oh, my. They've gone oh my God. way too heavy. The, the oppressed cultures are not even as upset as the non-oppressed oh, cultures. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. So essentially we're saying that if Steve has his own coffee bean farm, he could solve your law and his law in one because yeah. you have no line yeah <laughs> we're onto something okay. i don't know how it would work but it's like we all are expected to do jury duty that's our like mm. civil duty like who cares like, you know in australia we have a very um prominent exchange program so that people come and uh, work and live in australia but for the first i think it's a month and a half or two months of a six-month trip they have to go and work on a farm mm-hmm. and they get per diem they get like paid to kind of be there wow. but it's contributing to the australian agriculture um, giving them a better understanding of, you know, the lay of the land and what they're consuming. And then they go off and enjoy Australia. Wow. Australia is one of the happiest countries in the world too. Fuck huh? yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. We're happy people. Um, well, I think we got to wrap soon because we're about to hit an hour. Uh, but Aramis, this has been awesome. I think we want to get you and Jonathan back together. Yeah. I do will. a round table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can really break that. it down. That would be awesome. We would love to see you at our Valentine's Day party. Yeah? Jonathan will be there. Okay. And he, is he, it on the 14th? It's on the 14th. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where is it? It's at Skybar. Sky cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, be there. Yeah. All right. So anything that you want to plug or any anything you got coming up that's exciting? 
IG. Oh, really? Any random Anything? thoughts on your mind? Random thoughts? Where um, do people see pictures of the van? <laughs> on my Instagram. I okay. have quite a few on my Instagram. What's your, what's your, uh, yeah. Uh, Aramis Knight. It's just okay. Aramis And we'll link Knight. it in the show yeah. notes. What yeah, a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a name. It's not my real last name. Shh. What yeah. a name. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for coming. Thank this you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, babe. Appreciate Cheers. it.